Microphone check. One, two, what is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business. I am your host, Rohan Patra, the rap music plug at your service. The Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV is the remedy to the I don't have anything good to listen to problem. Through in-depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one-stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Today, I am talking about a big one here. I'm talking about what is probably the most anticipated album, for me at least, that I can think of in recent memory. And that is Armin Hammer and the Alchemist Haram. Armin Hammer is the duo of New York rappers consisting of Elucid, a producer, as well as a fantastic rapper that is certainly one of my favorite artists out in the game right now, and Billy Woods. Someone in the past year that has not only solidified a spot on my favorite rap artists of all time list, but is probably in my top five. His recent output from the exceptional features to the previous fantastic Shrines Arm and Hammer record in 2020, Brass, which also came out in 2020 and was my album of the year, a record that has ascended now to personal classic level for me, and now finally in 2021 we're given Haram. So his discography is simply untouchable. So as a duo, Arm & Hammer, after debuting with Race Music in 2013, which I think was dope as hell, but still had some unevenness in the songwriting and the production, was followed by Rome in 2017, a slight improvement in my eyes. But it was really paraffin in 2018, a guns a-blazing masterpiece of cutting-edge, tough-as-nails production, along with in-your-face lyricism that was absolutely brilliant. And then Shrines in 2020 was another worthy follow-up to Paraffin and was the duo's most left-field record to date. Therefore, in 2021, when it was announced that they were teaming up with none other than The Alchemist, one of the greatest producers of all time, who has produced for the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Freddie Gibbs, but also more underground names like Durag Dynasty, Evidence, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun. The logical conclusion, even though I had really no idea how this album would sound like, you just knew it was guaranteed to be great. But we also thought, at least the consensus opinion, was that this would be the most accessible Arm & Hammer album to date as well. So what did Haram actually turn out to be? Well, first I will start with the production because there is a lot to discuss. My first impression of Haram was actually the single, Black Sunlight, that was released a couple days before the release of the album. Which I thought was good, but the sort of tame production had me a bit worried. And since I didn't want to spoil my first listen of Haram, I only listened to it once. But I will say in retrospect that the beauty and the detail in the production certainly came through on multiple listens. So now when I actually gave the full album a first listen, when I put this on, literally within 20 seconds into this album, those concerns of maybe the album being a bit too tame, 
were completely obliterated. The way this first track, Sir Benny Miles, starts with this alarm-type sound, it puts you on notice that you're about to be transported to another universe where Arm & Hammer are our leaders. It then fluidly transitions to this atmospheric beat with cavernous drums and sparkly keys that were just exquisitely executed, a really strange but gorgeous instrumental. On Haram, Alk blended a lot of the Alchemist era sounds all into one. There's pieces of his more traditional hip-hop sound from the 90s and the 2000s, but then there's also a lot of hints of his exotic and more experimental approach that he's adopted within the 2010s. What is clear though, and what Elucid confirmed in a recent interview, is that Alk really made an effort to make a custom tailored sound for Arm & Hammer and wanted to enter their world versus asking Arm & Hammer to jump on a alchemist type beat. The instrumentals on Haram were more subtle than I expected. Often very low key, but densely layered with lots of lush, mind melting sounds sprinkled into the mix. There are often a lot of minor shifts in these beats like random parts where the beat drops, samples warp through filters, and other kinds of sound manipulation. Falling Out of the Sky is a perfect example of this. There's a seamless cohesion to this album that is simply brilliant. There's so many flawless transitions between tracks. Even though there's a lot of variety in the sounds on this album though, there always manages to be a consistent through line that makes all of these songs fit together as part of one long single narrative. And I think that part is very, very impressive. Similar to Shrines, this album is so expertly constructed compositionally, but I think Haram is on another level in that respect, with every second of this album being so finely tuned and meticulously engineered. I know the god Willie Green and Elucid deserve credit for helping with this fine tuning in the post-production as well, with Green in particular mixing and mastering this album to perfection. That being said though, as the main controller of the album's sound, the attention to detail on display shows exactly why The Alchemist is easily one of the best producers of all time. Alk provided a surreal and refined sound to Woods and Elucid while still maintaining the gritty spirit that has been paramount to the Arm & Hammer sound for years. These beats are honestly very beautiful and some of the prettiest beats Alk has ever created. The beauty in the production contrasts really interestingly with the esoteric and often dark lyricism from Arm & Hammer & Co. The album description for Haram on the Backwood Studios site describes Haram as warmly inviting on the surface, black and bone-crushingly cold at depth, and I couldn't agree more with that description. Falling Out of the Sky perfectly illustrates this idea with such a cheery, pretty instrumental with this island-type influence, maybe Jamaican reggae kind of influence with verses that seem similarly quite light on face value. Yet, when you actually pay closer attention, moments where darkness is seemingly creeping around the corner begin to reveal. It's that subtlety that makes Haram much harder to fully connect with than what I originally expected. One of the reasons why I feel like it's harder to connect with is an aspect of this album that I don't think is being talked about much. And that is that this album has a very distinct way in using space. Where there's often a lot of atmospheric sounds, 
a lot of space and time for these beasts to breathe, even on tracks where the runtime is quite short. Whereas other Arm & Hammer albums in the past felt more dense, chaotic, and in-your-face musically. There are no child actor-produced insanity beats like Charms, which was on 2020 Shrines. These instrumentals instead give Woods and Elucid the most space they have ever had to date, where their verses are rarely being combated by busy production fighting in the mix. Which makes this album certainly feel like their most accessible work to date on initial listens, given the fact that it's not nearly as abrasive. But soon you realize that the way the space is navigated by Woods and Elucid is not what you'd expect. Which led to Haram clicking a lot later for me than their seemingly more experimental releases in Shrines and Paraffin. Haram is inviting, but deceptively off that still makes this feel very much like a cerebral avant-garde Arm & Hammer experience. Another new element that the Alchemist brought to the Arm & Hammer sound is huge bass. The commanding bass on Wishing Bad and Shikharones or Shikarones absolutely murdered my subwoofer. It gave this album a new dimension and presence that I really appreciated. So in my opinion, this is the best produced Alchemist album front to back of his entire illustrious career. He was just so locked in and razor sharp in every single musical decision that he made on this project. The psychedelic production and lyricism makes Haram an album that you will truly find yourself getting lost in. But that's only if you submit to the Haram world and listen as a blank slate. And that's because, contrary to popular beliefs held by publications such as NPR, this album is not accessible, and certainly not the most accessible Arm & Hammer record. Woods and Elucid get even more abstract and impressionistic freeform than ever before, even by their standards, in both the actual lyrics and the overall way they communicate their messages and themes. This is by far the strangest album from Arm & Hammer lyrically. They rap even less conventionally than their previous work. The lyricism gives off elements of psychedelia, which is further amplified by the instrumentals. The stories on this album are often told and intended to be digest in multiple ways. Sometimes a straightforward narrative or series of statements in a given verse are completely foregone and replaced with purely poetic verses filled with abstract imagery and ideas that will take a long time to decipher. This less-than-concrete and direct approach to the lyricism contributes to Haram feeling like the most obtuse and deceptively odd album in the Arm & Hammer catalog, and almost impenetrable upon first listen. On first listen, I felt like that Doc Rivers gif, if you know, you know. I felt amazed, but not completely understanding what I just witnessed. However, many, many listens later, I can happily say that Haram finally started to make sense and I absolutely fell in love. I don't know how others feel about this album, but this album really crystallized the difference in lyrical approaches between Elucid and Woods. Both operate surely in this abstract realm with a certain commonality in subject matter and overall worldview, but Woods' lyrics are often much more concretely based in reality, 
using seemingly random narratives, anecdotes littered throughout his verses, and less overly flowery language. Whereas Elucid is so much more overtly poetic when it comes to his word choices and the way he structures his verses. It's not like this is a new dynamic with Armin Hammer, but I think listening to Brass with Moore Mother last year, who played a somewhat similar foil to Woods with her ultra-poetic, almost spoken word lyricism, made me realize this dynamic with Elucid and Woods even more strongly. And it also made me realize how great this type of lyricism contrasts with Woods' more to-the-point and matter-of-fact lyrical style. It makes for a great one-two punch. And finally on Haram, this more fluid lyrical approach was very fitting on these vast and atmospheric alchemist beats that really make Haram a real trip to listen to. Before I go any further on a minor gripe I did have with this album now, I will say that you can keep your Elucid is the weak link on Arm and Hammer takes. Since the Alchemist was involved, Haram was introduced to a bunch of new fans who clearly never heard of Woods or Elucid before, and so I saw a lot of trash on the timeline. I saw some Elucid slander on social media that we simply are not going to be entertaining on this show, so to be clear, my following critiques and comments still firmly place Elucid's performance on Haram as genuinely great. So now, with that being said, with Elucid, I find his verses on Haram are even more poetic and abstract than I have ever heard from him before, with a delivery that is more spoken wordy too. So there are some moments on this album where I have to admit that I just can't fully grasp what he's saying, and it leads to him being slightly less impactful at times. I find his verses in the past were a little more grounded and immediate. Take Paraffin as an example. Listen to Haram and then Paraffin right after that and you'll notice the difference. On Haram, I feel like Elucid is just a little too nebulous and obtuse in his lyrics than I would have preferred. Because again, honestly, sometimes I just don't get what he's saying. I don't understand the deeper meaning. And the delivery also sometimes gets too spoken wordy than I would have liked. And I do in moments find myself preferring his approach that he took on a paraffin album. I feel, as a result, the majority of the quotables and just earworm lines that I have in my brain from Haram came from Woods mostly this time around, whereas in the past it was more balanced. But overall I do think this freeform lyrical approach that not only Elucid but both Woods as well indulge in more than ever worked terrifically for the most part given the nature of these alchemist beats especially. But I do find myself missing the more confrontational, in-your-face lyrical stylings of a paraffin. The duo though in general, Woods included here, experimented with slightly different flows and even singing that both Billy and Elucid do, and for the most part I love it. The meditative Earl co-produced God's Feet had a beautifully tranquil beat with singing from the duo that I loved. Elucid has a very short verse that drives home this idea of from what I assume is like preparing for the rapture with an incredible set of lyrics that drove this point home. I absolutely loved it. Elucid singing on the closer stone fruit made up the majority of the track and it really grew on me. Even if at the end of the day, I still would have preferred a rap verse from him too, but it's still a great closer. Now that we have dug into the production and the lyrical approach, we have to discuss the themes and the messaging of this album. 
which as you can tell by now is not straightforward in the slightest. The fluidity and openness in the production and lyrical stylings extend to the themes as well. How I interpret the theme of Haram is that it's basically an album that challenges what is considered pure and what is considered forbidden in society, or as those in the religion of Islam would say is Haram, with a particular focus on religion and spirituality present throughout these lyrical themes, but also overall just brings to light both the beauty and darkness of the world in a manner that is very explorative, non-judgmental, uncovering cold hard truths that people would like to usually avoid. Woods and Elucid certainly pull no punches though in their lyricism, but they operate in a very gray area where the message is rarely black and white. On the opener, Woods raps, Dreams is dangerous, linger like angel dust. And then on scaffolds, he raps, I can't afford to not believe in things unseen, but belief has always been dangerous to me. These two bars I thought were important to highlight together because they speak to this idea of not being able to afford to not have faith or believe in an idea, or a god maybe, because for many people, life would just seem too dark to bear without that glimmer of hope keeping them going, making them hopeful that their life does serve some greater purpose, that their difficult life will see better days. But it also acknowledges the danger of belief and the addictive quality found in that angel dust cocaine reference as intense belief can lead to nationalism, religious extremism, and general close-mindedness that can and has caused so much destruction in our world. On that same opening track, Woods also raps a beautiful line where he says, don't make a keepsake out of grief. I think that's magnificent in words to live by. And then he follows this up with bars seeing Woods continue this thought, acknowledging how difficult it is to let go of that grief saying there's pills you can take to help you sleep, which is dangerous in and of itself, but ends this verse off by saying in simple terms, you know, you're in a bad situation with a difficult way forward, but listen to me or else your life will swallow you up and spit you out. It's cold, but it's real. Indian Summer features an unsettling verse from Woods where he supposedly used to mow the lawn to make some money in seventh grade, and what I first interpreted as him describing pocketing some of the cash up until his bosses figured that out and ended his pursuits. Woods frames this story around the idea that it was like the day he swore vengeance on the human race, which I interpret is Woods just saying that the day he realized that society's fucked up and the poor can't have anything nice. But then I gave it more listens and thought that the gas and the grass references were really referring to weed and therefore selling drugs during this time, while also working a dead-end job that he eventually got fired from. Either way, though, it's a chilling story that is delivered in typical Billy Woods fashion that I just love. It highly rewards multiple listens because the meaning of this verse is not made abundantly clear. And furthermore, this idea of selling drugs or pocketing money both add to this theme of things that are forbidden, this time by law, but beg the question if they are really as morally bankrupt as society would make it out to be. As these acts in this context were done simply to help someone survive, get some enjoyment out of life. So is it really all that bad? On Woods's verse on Squeegee, a similar idea is explored where he details a man who has been doing some stuff that aren't healthy, possibly abusing substances, 
and he details how this man, after putting a few weeks of good action together, not eating meat, working out, going to bed early, sees himself fall back into negative behaviors due to his environment, due to poverty and violence. It's a sad story, yet obviously a common narrative, showing how difficult it is to stay away from what is considered haram, as it's often hard to stay away from or the only way to cope to get by. On the fantastic aubergine, elusive raps, cause I wander don't mean that I'm lost, cause I wonder don't mean that I'm stumped, which is such a powerful statement and adds to this idea on Haram of questioning preconceived norms and institutions and of general freedom to think fresh new thoughts and to explore what is right or wrong, no matter what laws or society tells you. Outside of the thematic consistency and impressive insight that Arm & Hammer brings to the table, there are also just so many moments of brilliant imagery and witty references that makes the lyrics enjoyable from a less serious thematic lens as well. The use of the eye imagery on that same track Aubergine, where Woods raps, I am my mother's love measured in eye droppers, burnt rubber from the coppers, the eye doctor left shocked, my third eye don't believe me, just watch my chakras. Just crazy, just crazy levels of lyricism here. Finally, something that is clear here as well, but also prevalent in their other work, is that these guys are so down to earth. Unlike what you'd expect based on the deep subject matter I've discussed at length to this point, you'd think they would be so detached from pop culture and just regular people's shit, but they're absolutely not. They are in tune with regular life that we can all connect and relate to. Yet they have this extremely thoughtful and creative mind that allow them to warp their regular life with deep, intricate thoughts and vivid imagery that make it really interesting. Points in this album are legitimately funny too, and light, which really keeps you on your toes as a listener as to what to expect. On Aubergine, once again, a serious highlight on this album, Woods delivers a haymaker to what he would consider boring street rappers in the game where he raps Westworld, N-words, re-rebooting, recycling the same shooting, rappers tired, inertia the only thing keep them moving. Like, wow. Uh, wow. A show linked to the rebooting mentioned in Westworld, saying they're basically making songs referencing the same shooting, and inertia being the only thing keeping their craft evolving and moving is just crazy. Elucid's verse 2 on Black Sunlight was so uplifting and almost playful at times, and is definitely one of my favorite verses from him on the entire album. The last aspect on this album that is certainly worthy of discussion is the absolutely A1 features. Earl's verse on Falling Out the Sky is a piece of sad nostalgia that is a real tearjerker. On the cipher-like Wishing Bad, Curly Castro absolutely obliterated his verse. The bars attacking Puff for his role in Biggie's death hit so hard my god my current feature of the year for sure on that track though i do wish amani got more than just the hook duty because he's becoming one of my favorite voices in the underground right now with an unknown infinite and a constant condensation you got to check those albums out but he did kill his hook so it fit on shikarones shisharones woods's verse starts this pig analogy through many bars with a bar where he says People have to kill the cop inside of their heads, otherwise known as pigs, cops, pigs. Because just like cops, they use force when they feel threatened. 
it's a, it's a real mind fuck when you think about it. This is an incredibly powerful set of bars that transition perfectly to Quelle Chris, who drops an impeccable feature. He blacks out, continuing this pig metaphor in so many different clever ways, with a verse that just seems to never stop, showing Quelle flex his skill in such impressive ways. So to sum up this very long review, I will simply say that Haram isn't for everyone, but for me, it's a personal classic. A one-of-a-kind album that nobody but these guys could have made. I give Haram by Arm & Hammer and The Alchemist a low 9 on 10. After Brass, which has grown on me even more since it released and is right there with Haram in my eyes, Paraffin 2 that has become a personal classic in my eyes as well, it's clear that the run that Backwood Studios and Billy Woods have been on is simply untouchable. This is definitely an album that you want to listen to actively. Anytime I tried to spin this passively while doing some work, maybe, it just didn't hit the same. So put a good set of headphones on your ears and give this a full 40 minutes of undivided attention. You will not be disappointed. So this concludes today's episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some fresh new perspectives on the latest rap releases, as well as a recommendation for the next great rap record to add to your collection. If you're an artist looking to level up your career, getting more gigs, album sales, merch sales, whatever it may be, I would love to help you with that by providing you artist development and writing services. So if you're interested, contact me via email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com or hit me up via Twitter or Instagram, at Rovview, R-O-H-V-I-E-W. I would be honored to lend my expertise and help you grow your career as an artist. And also for regular rap fans that just want to hear more quality commentary on the genre, follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. For exclusive content and updates related to the show, follow the Rap Music Plug podcast on Facebook to help the show grow and ensure that Everyone's listening to the best rap music at all times. Follow the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Make sure you leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts so that the show can be spotlighted by that wonderful algorithm and be exposed to more people. You can find all of this information along with exclusive playlists created by myself by clicking the link that's in the episode's notes. So that's all for today. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.